Welcome to Ion Franchising. Are you looking for business opportunities? Well, you are in the right place. We represent over 650 franchises and business opportunities. We will help you find your perfect franchise for free. We even have a free assessment on our website that will help us determine what the best business is for you based on your investment level, mindset, skill set, and life experiences. This is Ion Franchising, where we share our vision for your franchise future. I'm your host, Lance Growler. Each week, we will speak to fascinating folks from the world of franchising, franchisors and founders, franchise funders, and franchisees. Are you looking to find your perfect franchise? Or perhaps you are an independent business owner looking to grow and scale your business by setting up a franchise. Either way, our team can help you. Ion Franchising, where you will learn the A to Z's of franchising. Hello and welcome everyone. Uh, this is Lance Gralick, Ion Franchising. So today's guest is a very special guest that's known worldwide as the original shark from Shark Tank. Almost needs absolutely no introduction. I want to welcome Kevin Harrington. Welcome, Kevin. Hey Lance, great to be here. Thank, thanks for saying the great stuff. I'm, you know, more and more. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for being here with me. Uh, so, Kevin, let's get right into it. Everybody wants to know how did Kevin Harrington really become an entrepreneur in the first place? I was blessed. Um, one of six kids, Cincinnati, Ohio, and my dad was a bartender. And he said, he says, I'm going to save up money and start opening up my own place. And so. When I was 11, he opened up Harrington's Irish Pub. I started working there. And that was back in the, believe it or not, that was back in the 60s, okay, when I was 11. I was born <laughs> in the 50s, okay, so I'm showing my age. But I was getting a dollar an hour. And after a couple of years, I said, Dad, I said, you know, this dollar an hour is not, you know, getting me wealthy here. He said, you got to own your own business. So he coached me and mentored me. And I say, I love mentors and have had a bunch. In fact, I have a new book I've written called, Men it's about mentoring. I'll talk about it maybe a little later, but my dad said, get a business. So I started a driveway ceiling business in Cincinnati, Ohio, where I beautified the asphalt, sealed the cracks and protected it. And I was knocking on doors and showing pictures. I used a picture of before and after, and I, I called it a magical transformation. So I would go in a neighborhood, get one driveway done. I'd do it cheap just to get a sample of, of something. And, and then I'd take a picture before and it was, wasn't attractive. And now when we beautified it, it was gorgeous. And so that was during high school. I got to college. I started a heating and air conditioning company because I needed a full-time business. But after a couple of years of that, and, and by the way, we built that into a $5 million business annually in the 70s. And I quit college because I had 25 employees my junior year. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to school. No time for college. Night. I'm like, yeah. So then, so I had made money. I bought a house. I, I got cable TV. And one day I'm watching television and I see I had 30 channels on the cable box. HBO was movies and MTV music and CNN news. I got to channel 30, my last channel. It was Discovery Channel and there was nothing on. So I called the cable company and said, boy, I love the 29 channels that I'm getting, but I'm paying for 30. They said, oh no, Discovery, it'll be on. It's only 18 hours a day. It's a new channel. They don't have a budget for a 24 hour channel. So I said, wait, you mean, 
what's going to be on six hours? They said, nothing. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me come up with some ideas. And that is when I started putting franchises on television. So this was back in the early 80s. And I said, I need to create some content here. And so I was a business broker. And after I sold the heating and air conditioning business, I was selling businesses. And so um, I'd sell Joe's Pizza Parlor and, and flower shops, laundromats, you name it. But what happened was people would come in, they want to buy that restaurant. The numbers generally weren't looking good because the owner might have, you know, hey, it's a cash business. And so I'm saying, okay, can you show your financials? Oh, but they're not going to show what I'm really making. I'm like, look, don't tell me that, okay? But what happened was I said, and once I sell Joe's Pizza Parlor, it's gone. I can't sell it again. I said, I need to be in the franchising business because I can help companies sell dozens, hundreds. And that's what I started doing. So in the early 80s, I had a show called Franchise America. And I was the host of the show. And I featured three franchise companies in 10-minute segments in the 30-minute show. And we put it on the six-hour block of Discovery Channel that I was just talking about. And it, we were getting hundreds of thousands of leads coming in. We were running on Discovery and Lifetime on Nashville, and then it just took off. It was unbelievable. Right. That's awesome. So obviously you, you love the franchise model. And from a business perspective, you know, what is it that gets you excited about franchising? So uh, when I was selling businesses, and again, pizza parlors, delicatessens, flower shops, uh, you name it, laundromats, um, I'd sell a business and the person that bought it, they quit their job, they had a little money and they thought, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be owning my own business, control my own destiny. But they didn't know how to do it. They didn't know. They didn't have anybody coaching them. They now owned it. It's like I was seeing massive failures and I'd sell a business. And then six months later, they'd call me back you got to get me out of here. I'm losing money. I can't, I'm working 80 hours a week and I'm not making a living. And so the business is now worth less because they run it into the ground. And so with the franchising world, one of the first companies I got involved with was California Closet Company and Neil Balter and Neil opened one and then two, then 10. I got involved. I put him on the show. We started expanding. He had over a hundred franchises. Then I got involved with another company called uh, Stained Glass Overlay. And that was very interesting business. They took a, a regular glass door and they could overlay stained glass on both sides. And they had, we, we sold on the Franchise America show 140 franchises through our, our lead generation, Amazing. right? And so we, then we started, you know, doing a lot of the big ones, Snelling and Snelling Temporary Services. And we were doing some of the, the fast food franchise ones also. Uh, we got involved with Subway at one time, Freddie DeLuca, who the, was the founder. Yes. And I used to go to all the franchise shows and hang out with all the, I just loved the franchising industry because people that started a business, wanted to own a business, were gonna be much more successful having a franchisor, overseeing them, helping them, teaching them, helping with site selection, with marketing, with digital, you know, whatever it was. Yep. You know, it was a, in effect having a partner instead of going it alone. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I tell people uh, representing all the franchise brands that I do, it's all about modeling success. Success leaves clues. So why not follow somebody that's been successful? Yeah. So tell me, you know, today you're involved, you're still involved with franchises. Tell me today some of the brands you're involved with and, uh, you know, to what extent? So when, uh, so after I started the Franchise America show back in the 80s, I had these big blocks of time and people would come to me with products. So uh, Jack LaLanne said, I've got this juicer. What do you think? Boom, we did the Jack LaLanne juicer. Tony Little came to me with this thing called the Gazelle. And I said, I think I can put that on my <laughs> airtime. And these were some big, we were doing hundreds of millions of dollars with some of these products. And, and then George Foreman had something and we did that. And in fact, we have a new project with George Foreman. It's called the Knockout Pain Cream. You know, as a boxer, he had a lot of pain and it's knocked out the pain. So, yeah. so <laughs> we started down that path and then, uh, of course, I got the phone call from Mark Burnett to, to go on Shark Tank. And some of the old franchise guys were reaching out saying, hey, Kevin, you know, you had a big run in that franchise. I mean, we sold literally, it started out hundreds and then thousands of franchises because we were generating at a point hundreds of thousands of leads, millions of leads through our TV shows, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I, but as I got more into products, it, let's put it this way. Franchising with lead generation, we didn't get a credit card at the time that the lead came in, but you know we, had, we made money on the leads eventually. With products, we made money the instant they bought the product because we had the credit card, we ship it, it converted to a profit. So that became my business model for a while. Then I got on Shark Tank and all these franchising folks were saying, hey, you should get back into that business. So we put together a franchise development company and we are now, our primary focus is helping franchisors expand with by helping them sell franchises. So I get involved in, we've got a couple companies, um, we're involved in a company called Epic Clinics, it's a pain clinic, another one that's called uh, New Life Medical. And that has been a really, uh, I'm sorry, Prime IV was the one I, I meant to say. And then Pure Life Medical, a couple of, different businesses that are geared towards sort of this craziness that's going on in the world right now, pain clinics and places that can rejuvenate and help get, give you more energy, like in the IV clinics, right. these places. I just had one earlier this week and I think I got dehydrated from uh, whatever it was and boom, I, I felt like a million bucks coming out of there. So, so yeah. even with the tough times that we've had, uh, some of these facilities, I mean, there was about 60 days of really difficult, people weren't really doing much, but now that things have opened up a little bit, we're seeing a lot of the pain and, and wellness kind of centers very aggressively uh, successful and interested in, um, and people interested in the services. Right. No, it's, that's wonderful. So Prime IV, we have Pure Life Medical. Pure Life Medical. Definitely. Epic Clinics. Yo Nuts is another one. Yo Nuts. It uh, looks exciting. I just saw that. Yeah. This store is uh, a gentleman that started this. It's ice cream and donuts and heating them. And it's a, a special uh, way of doing it. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're really uh, excited about some of the offerings that are out there. And, um, and we feel that, I mean, uh, from my side, I get pitched still to this day, <laughs> over 150 
deals a week. Okay. All right. So I have to whittle it down. Some of these are franchise companies. And so we want to get companies that have great potential that have the right kind of um, success funding and the ability to manage because it's one thing to come up with a great business and be successful, but it's another thing to be able to duplicate that and teach others how to do it. So, um, so we want to make sure that we get the right folks that we, we join forces with. This is wonderful. A good education from the original shark here, Kevin, overcoming fear and having the appropriate mindset as a, as an entrepreneur franchising was certainly born for all the reasons you mentioned earlier, you want to give somebody a system and the right support. There's a lot of people that are scared. A lot of people, you know, they don't either trust themselves or is this going to work out? What are your tips or, or advice to how do people get out of their own way sometimes? Yeah. And this is part of the, of the challenge that many people like right now, uh, there's 30 million unemployed people. Many of them should be thinking about owning their own business. It's time, right? I mean, that's 600 bucks a week. It's going to go to 200. And some people, they get complacent and just they're not thinking about the future. And so there are opportunities out there. I mean, I think that folks have to, the reason why I love franchising is because when you buy a franchise, the first thing you should make sure is you look that franchisor square in the eyes and make sure that they're dedicated to helping you launch that business and be successful. And so this means like, you know, I'm involved in some of these franchise companies now as equity partners. So we're developing um, digital marketing programs that we do for the company owned stores. And now we're going to take that success and move it over to the franchises. So we're going to be able, because my core strength in the world is customer acquisition. I mean, we sold, you know, billions of dollars of customer acquisitions in fitness products, houseware products, hardware products, beauty products through infomercials. We are taking those formulas of customer acquisition for the customers of the products to be customers of the franchise companies. And so we're, we come in to a medical situation and they haven't been running ads, they haven't, but there's, you know, maybe with some, some uh, TV things that they may have tried or some radio, maybe they're running $500 customer acquisition. We come in, do the digital, do the Facebook, do the funnels. I may be talking a little bit crazy here, but the funnel <laughs> no, you're good. focus on customer acquisition cost. We come in and we're at $125, not $500. So when we put these tactics in place, it's the franchisees that are going to benefit from this. So this is why people that are afraid, they should have these conversations with the franchisor to see if they think they feel comfortable that they're going to be in a good position a year down the line after they open their business. Absolutely. And, and part of my career and what I do with franchisees or prospective franchisees, and you, you led right up to it, is that validation stage. When you're talking to the franchisor, do you feel that they're the right leadership team to guide you, you know, in your efforts? And the validation stage is truly when you have an opportunity to talk to uh, existing franchisees of that brand. And and they were people just like you in the beginning stages. And if they're happy, it's a good chance you're going to be happy as well. 
Absolutely. That's one of the benefits of a franchise situation. If it's obviously the company's got enough of them out there that you can talk to three or four or six or eight or 10 of them. That is a very powerful thing. And some people are going to say positive things no matter what, because they invested in it. But there's some people that'll give you some tips and you might find some people that aren't happy with certain things. And that's all part of the process. So, um, but it's good to get that objective information from existing franchisees. Yep. So trust the process for sure. Yeah. But then trust, but verify, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there's definitely some franchise companies that are very proud of their number of franchises sold. It's, you know, sometimes things are easy to be sold, but a lot harder to make successful. So that's, you got to be careful that you don't get caught up in something that's expanding too quickly. They don't have the depth of management. And I've seen that happen quite a bit too. Right, exactly. You're really, uh, in this whole message today, we're talking about, really, it's clarity. It's, you were very clear, you understood, you, every great entrepreneur and business person needs to have a clear vision. And uh, I like to say clarity is currency and uh, gives you the opportunity to really do well for yourself. So you having, you have such a great vision for business, a vision for franchising. What do you see in the future of franchising? I mean, obviously technology has done a lot for franchising. All the, so many of the things you mentioned without technology. I mean, we both remember the days of the phone book. You you have to look in the yellow pages. I had big, I had full page ads in the yellow pages back in the heating and air conditioning days. Absolutely. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I think there's tremendous sophistication starting to happen. I just heard about a home improvement company that I can't say the name because this is a little bit confidential, but there it's a franchise company. We we won't tell anybody. Okay. Nobody. All right. They, They are using virtual selling of you know, home improvements. And so they've been able to figure out a way to connect over the internet with folks for window sales and, yep. in, you know, things like that, that you, you would normally have thought are just an in-home sale kind right. of a thing. But amazing. there's amazing technologies and COVID has forced many of us you know, to focus on the virtual aspects of life. I mean, here we are talking very, you know, nicely here on a Zoom call. And, you know, in in the past, it might have been when we first contacted each other, let's have a meeting, right? right? So I can do dozens of these kinds of meetings a day, whereas before, sometimes a meeting would take a day to get there, a day there, and a day home. And so, I mean, I think these kinds of things that are changing the world from the virtual aspects to lead generation, the technologies. And I'm going to tell you this also, we've been buying tens of millions of dollars of media on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all the different digital social media channels. Right. And so you think, Oh, well, okay. I know how to do that. I don't need a franchisor, but 
Facebook changes the algorithms on a regular basis. So, I mean, my team is up to speed on that so that when those changes hit, we're not losing 60 days of way overpaying. We're right on it, jumping to the next level. And so that's why a franchise or franchisee relationship makes sense. And the security aspect of are they, you know, a franchisor has to earn their respect and they have to earn their value because at the end of the day, there's generally going to be some kind of fees coming to them monthly. And you don't want that to be a situation where the franchisee thinks he's overpaying or doesn't want to pay. The more value you can give, the better the relationship is. Absolutely. And uh, so I, I guess you would say the future is certainly bright in franchising because, you know, the franchisor, to your point, is doing so much for the franchisee. Who wants to be an independent business owner trying, you know, attempting to figure out Facebook algorithms or Google keywords or whatever? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, look, with all the unemployed people we have, there's going to be transitions of those folks into owning their own business. I mean, I, I think that um, SBA is getting aggressive more so now. And, and I just think that I actually, I've written different books and publications, but one of them is on raising capital. And, you know, I think lower priced franchises will have a good opportunity because if, if it's something that somebody could work from their home, doing something, earning income, there's 30 million people unemployed that might be, you know, potentially interested in something that if it doesn't cost hundreds of thousands necessarily. Um, and, and I'm just saying that is one opportunity that exists out there in the marketplace. But obviously the normal type stuff is going to also have great opportunity too. I think, the, I think the world of business opportunities, franchising is, has a great future. Yeah. And I have so many franchise brands that are under a hundred thousand dollars yeah. and home based, especially given the nature of where we are today. And as you said, you know, while some of the folks that used to do these face-to-face -face meetings are just getting comfortable on zoom calls or what have you, yeah. but imagine a home based business where you can generate hundreds of thousands of dollars in income off a $65,000 investment. I mean, I have some of those as well. That's a great sweet spot. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe so, you and I got to do the franchise America show together again or something. Well, that's what we have to do. Uh, you know, yeah. that Franchise America coming soon, okay? Yeah, there you America. go. I like it. <laughs> Lance Growick, I on franchising. Oh, so, wow. uh, oh, by the way, I, I want you to share, uh, you have an energy drink. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned some of the brands. I, I, it's a great story because I'm involved in about 15 public companies and I sit on, I have board seats, advisory board seats. And one of them, this company came to me five years ago. This is a product called Celsius and it's an energy drink, but it's healthy. So they had a, um, a small public company, the stock, when I first met the chairman was 10 cents and it was pink sheets. So very small volume and a, really a very low value under $5 million value as a public company. Mm -hmm. But I joined, got involved, and I, and I said, hey, look, we need to be involved in direct-to-the-consumer kinds of things. Yeah, you can buy this at retail stores, and now we're in 165,000 stores, wow. okay, from Walmart to Publix to Kroger's to CVS to 7-Eleven, GNC, you know, vitamin shops, et cetera. You but know people. We know people, right? We, you know, that distribution is great. And we're in Hong Kong and we're in Europe and around the world. But when COVID hit, 
in May, this stock was in a was a three four dollar stock, and but up from originally ten cents twenty cents a share. Hey, three bucks isn't so bad. But guess what happened? Because they turned the engines on direct to the consumer with micro influencers, fitness influencers, Flo Rida, Khloe Kardashian started doing some fun things over the years, and now the new stuff since COVID hit with micro influencers. Our business was increasing while the stores were shut down. So we got a big following in the marketplace. The stock is above fifteen dollars now. So we've gone from a from a couple hundred million dollar value to one billion dollars. So you know, for those that are listening, these numbers, hey, two hundred million to a billion. It sounds like big numbers, but I'm right now. There's great opportunities out in the marketplace. We do a lot of equity crowdfunding. We help companies raise capital and position themselves out in the marketplace. And Celsius raised over $50 million and that they needed that capital to, to go crush it in the market. So I just love to talk about some of the other products and things I've been involved with. So thanks for that. Well, you got it. Crisis certainly uh, can breed opportunity. That's for sure. So yeah. Final tips or advice for people looking at starting uh, or buying a franchise or getting a business started. Yeah. So I just, I have to, I wasn't shamelessly plugging Celsius, but I will shamelessly plug my new book. Okay. Don't mind. It's it's called Mentor to Millions. And I'll talk about it in just a second, but my dad was a mentor to me. I would have never been an entrepreneur probably if my dad hadn't told me that's what you need to do, son. And then I had Zig Ziglar as a mentor to me for a number of years. And and then I got a chance to go down and hang out with Richard Branson, who absolutely gave me some unbelievable advice. I, you know, I just, he and I were exchanging some emails just last week and getting caught up on some stuff. And he's invites me to come hang out with him. I went down to Necker Island with Richard Branson. So I said to myself, mentors have changed my life. And that's what this book is all about. And when you think about it, what is a franchisor? A mentor. Absolutely. A franchisee. And so, you know, you need a mentor. I don't mean you, Lance. I mean, right. you, the <laughs> listener out there right now. We all so, do. We all do. I still, I have about six or seven mentors in my life. Some of them I pay. Some are, are just do it out of the gracious uh, side of their uh, philanthropy or their heart. But like I do, I mentor different folks that I don't charge a dime. I just want to see them be successful. So anyway, if anybody would like a copy of the book, go, go to kevinmentor.com and um, it would be it's coming out in September it's a pre-order and you know I'm pushing to try to get on that New York Times bestseller list and all that kind of stuff so I've had been on a Shark Tank show and been doing a lot of stuff but book is something near and dear to me so thanks for letting me give a little plug on that too you're, so. you're quite welcome Kevin I have a feeling you'll be on that bestseller list pretty quickly Hey, we're driving a lot of traffic right now. So well, awesome. Well, this was fantastic. Thanks for uh, coming on with me and look forward to uh, speaking to you soon. Thanks, Lance. Good All luck. Right. And Take care. Hope to see you soon. Take Thanks. Care. Thank you very much for listening today. Please like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss anything here at Ion Franchising. Visit our website at ionfranchising.com. E-Y-E-O-N franchising.com 
and complete our free assessment so we can assist you in finding your perfect franchise. This is Lance Gralick. Until next time.